Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Welcome to Playful Podcast, your guide into the underground scene where we discover topics on kink and electronic music every week. Don't forget to subscribe to not miss out on our next episode. We are super happy to be here today with the DJ Supergloss, whose musical style sits between the genres of acid, trance and techno. In this episode we speak about her, her set that completely blew up and what that was like for her from preparation to the after effects of what it did to her career. We also get to know more about her musical journey as well as why Berlin and how she has handled and worked with her self-image to grow and overcome insecurities, and so much more. Let's get it. I am Amanda, and this is Playful Podcast. I actually never wanted to move to Berlin. I was visiting the, um, the city sometimes with my best friend when we had to go to exhibitions from our university, something like this. And I remember when we walked over Preslau Allee or Landsberg Allee or something like this, and we looked around and we're like, oh my god, it's so ugly. <laughs> So welcome to Playful Podcast. Thank you. We're so happy to have you here. Yeah, thank you for so, inviting me. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna just start like we always do. What are three words that you would describe yourself using? Okay, three words. I think I am a really independent person. I like to rely on my own choices and be free in what I'm doing without having to rely on other people. I am really clumsy. I think I take like 20 minutes a day searching for my phone and <laughs> always breaking things, losing things. And um, I think I'm really passionate. I, for me, it's really important to like what I'm doing. Also really passionate in relationships and with other people. I just like to have or feel strong emotions to, yeah, as like having emotions as a big part of my life. So it's, it's kind of something that guides you, yes. you would say? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. Were you always like that? Um, I think so, yeah. I think, like, 
um, being passionate comes a bit later in your life because um, before you cannot really tell um, or have, feel the difference between just liking something and being passionate about something. Mm. I think it comes a bit later when you're trying to figure out what you really want to do in life. And um, I think, for example, as choosing what you want to do as a profession, um, being passionate was really important for me. All right. So you, did you have any jobs when you were younger that you were like really not passionate about? <laughs> I think more where I didn't feel passionate than when I really felt passionate about it. I was, I think my first job I worked at a burger restaurant. <laughs> yeah. And it was good to learn like the basics of um, job life. <laughs> We, but we had no customers. It was really bad. So I was really bored and we were not oh, allowed no. to sit down. Fuck, <laughs> that's the worst. The time. No, I, I had also one job where, where there were, where I was so bored. Mm -hmm. I wanted, I, that's the worst. Yeah. Actually, like. I had other um, jobs in gastronomy, but it was better because I was like just working all the Normally, time. Normally, that's yeah. gastronomy. Like yeah. you work really hard and it's really intense and like. 12 hours goes back. <laughs> yeah. It's like, poof, disappears. And you feel like you're actually doing something. But mm. if I'm doing something, I don't feel a purpose in it because I had to just like stand up and wait for customers to arrive. I was just like alone with my thoughts. <laughs> I can really see this. You're standing there <laughs> yeah. looking out from the window and just like... <laughs> Sometimes looking at security cameras <laughs> watching me. <laughs> oh my god all right how long did you last not long it was also the first job that i quit yeah. <laughs> it was like the first it was a really like a uh, key moment for me i remember that it was really cute uh, my mom was taking a bath and i was like coming up to the bathroom and i was like i want to quit my job and she was just laying there in the phone like Just do it. <laughs> and I took just my phone. Oh God, she sounds like, like a queen. Don't be so dramatic. And I was just like um, putting the text in my phone to the boss. And then I was so nervous that I just like threw my phone in the corner and ran out of the bathroom. I was like too stressful for me. But it was a life lesson. If you don't enjoy something, just like, don't do it. <laughs> exactly. And don't be, you're not going to disappoint. Like, yeah. but, or like take yourself first at least. Yeah. But who were you then more as a teenager? Um, as a teenager, when does teenage age start? At 13, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. To me, it's more so when you feel like a teenager. Okay, yeah. So it can be some people are like earlier, but this is just yeah, my yeah. own. <laughs> I think uh, for me, it was maybe a bit earlier because I got into school when I was five. It's pretty early for How come? Germany. Um, I have an older sister. She's two years older than me. And she was... Um, pretty lazy as a child I would say sorry to my sister but she made me read like books to her so I learned to read really early <laughs> because she didn't want to read the books for school the nice sister yeah no I love her and yeah but um, I mean you <laughs> she taught me how to read so she didn't have to read by herself and um that made like I had to take this test can I ask were. what does she do today <laughs> she's the um owner of company look at businesswoman. yeah <laughs> that's what i mean like yeah, she, she knows how to make people work for her <laughs> i mean it's a super it's a skill she oh perfect i love this yeah and so i got into school pretty early and that just went on until i finished school because i also switched school at some points and i was always the youngest one i was always like um 
three to four years old, uh, younger than us after I switched schools. Um, because it was like a school for people who already had like a um, Ausbildung, I don't know how to say it. Like well trained for a job before and uh-huh. then went back to school to do like their Abitur, their um, degree. So, um, hmm. did you have friends? <laughs> no, but I mean, some, yeah. because some kids, they're like, oh, this yeah, person yeah. is so young. Yeah, but that really, like, that was um, this thing when you're always the youngest person is that you want to be liked by other people and always show them how mature you are. Mm. So I played that game where I was like, no, I'm just as cool as you are. And, All right. And yeah, you trying to be to. like the entertaining one and the funny one. I was the one who, like, when my parents were gone, I would invite the people to my house party. <laughs> All right. You <laughs> to knew be how like, to play. Yeah, to be, like, accepted right. by the older people. But I had a really nice friend group, actually. It was, like, always my dream to have, like, this group of five girls always spending time with each other, um, going, like, experiencing, like, this teenage age together. And that worked really well for me. I found, like, really nice people around me. Nice, but you were, so then you were a little bit cheeky, like a little bit wild too, <laughs> yeah. having the, but, <laughs> but you also played the piano. Yeah, um, that was, I started when I was five, also, like when I went to school, I also started to play the piano. I always wanted to play the harp, actually, is it called like that? Yeah. But uh, my mother didn't allow it because she said it's such an ugly instrument. It is very ugly. But I mean, how cool <laughs> would it be if you would play it? Yes, it looks so aesthetic. It, it is. can be like in a nice like uh, dress. Exactly. You, you can make it. weddings with a nice dress. I think I, I wanted you, to play yeah. it because I saw like a pregnant woman uh-huh. playing the harp in some video and I was like, oh my God, I want to be her. <laughs> Oh, oh, okay. Are you still feeling that you would like to be a mother? Or is this was this just a child? No, it was just because of the aesthetics. Ah, okay. Okay, okay. Because when I was a kid, I was also obsessed with, like, mothers. Or, like, people with belly, yeah? you know? Like, children cute. in the room. I don't know if it's cute. Today, I'm the opposite. <laughs> same, same, actually. So, I mean, I had I my I want to be a pregnant woman no, at the exactly. heart. No, I'm not anymore. <laughs> But I mean, I think the harp is what you say. It is actually also beautiful. But somehow my mind ref- like thinks about it with like spiders web around and like a little bit scary. It's so a I'm- bit of a random instrument. Yeah. And you also don't have this moment where <laughs> a harp is just staying in the room somewhere. No, never seen. <laughs> never seen. With a piano, you can have like this moment where there's a piano in the room and you're like, actually, I can play something. And this is never happening with any other instrument, really. So, yeah, I took classes. It was pretty intense. I had like this really strict Polish piano teacher. I would not enjoy it at all. I also didn't enjoy classical music at this time. I had her until I was like 13, maybe. And I would cry at every lesson <laughs> because I didn't enjoy, so I didn't practice. So she then, saw you crying? Yeah, but she was like super strict. She was oh, like, wow. okay, now we're pushing you to the edge. Maybe crying makes your skills better or something. Like oh this. my God. But um, yeah, it was like this cycle. If you don't enjoy it, you're not practicing. And then you come unprepared for practice. And then it's just like this cycle. But eventually I was always like... Bad energy. Yes. So mm. much. But 
But then I quit also that. I brought up the courage to say that I don't want to go to her lessons anymore. And then I switched teachers. It was really good. I started to play music that I actually like. I was super into pop music at this time. I'm born 1998. So I was like really born in this um, age of pop stars. Yes, yes. <laughs> and I was super, I think my first CD that I bought for my own money was from Rihanna. This uh, album with Umbrella. And oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm the Britney Spears era. <laughs> yeah, that's a bit earlier, no? Yeah, I'm in 1990. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, okay, but then what was your introduction to electronic music then mm-hmm. from there? I think um, it came also more from this... Um, electronic music that was playing in the radio a lot mm. I didn't have like this really niche music taste um, that I hear from other people who work in the music industry now that they were like yeah from uh, since I'm three years old I listen to this super complex electronic music but for me um, it was more actually EDM that <laughs> turned into electronic music I mean that's <laughs> I think that's super normal yeah for right? me too it was yeah. the same yeah that was what I knew because in the clubs, that's what yeah, was yeah, played yeah. in my city. Like Yeah, and I went clubbing. I started clubbing when I was like 15. I took the idea of my sister and went with my older friends, of course. Mm. And there they had like this, of course, what I now feel is not my taste anymore. <laughs> and like this Avicii and all of these big electronic music uh, names. And this was my first introduction. But later when it went more into this techno um genre I, w- I was living in Hamburg at that time I was studying there and what did you study there uh, I studied fashion journalism oh yeah yeah and um, I was also working at a bar and after my shift I sometimes felt like I need to get some energy out of me because if you have like this really hectic I worked in a club at the bar and I had like this really hectic surrounding and when you come home also now after gigs you come home and you just feel like, oh my God, I cannot sleep. I had mm. too much going on um, before. so I Adrenaline. Like, yes, exactly. Mm. So I was like, okay, I need to go somewhere and just dance or do something like this. And then uh, we had a techno club right around the corner from my work. Ah, really? And okay. I went there alone, um, maybe, I don't know, once a month. After my shift, and this is where I really got into techno music because, like, the music was not super special there, but it was a good introduction into techno music because it played more just minimal sound. And um, there I really started to understand, like, I like this, I want to know more about this. And yeah, I think that was my introduction. I gave it to myself. <laughs> yeah, no, but did you have, like, when you got, so then from there you were like, since you play the piano, it was easier for you to also see yourself creating the music or like DJing. Mm, I think it can definitely help if you have some background of musical education. Just like putting yourself in that, like, I can also do create or like, you know, I can, Mm -hmm. I'm not only a listener. I think I am definitely only a listener, but (laughs) for many reasons. (laughs) But yeah. No, yeah. If you play an instrument, you will feel more confident with other instruments Mm. as well. And for me, um, playing on the DJ setup is also an instrument. Not as native as um, playing like the piano, but you're also like creating um, sounds and you're also creating like if you mix tracks with each other, it can completely uh, create something else and new. 
So I think like just this um, um, skill of creating something and also putting something that from your hands to the outside exactly uh, can really help you and the confidence that like what I'm creating is something that people enjoy listening to I guess you played piano for your family yeah and these at things. Christmas I always had to play piano. <laughs> so cute Hi. Oh, but then from there like when did you get your first gig or like did you have any uh, artists that inspired you or inspired your sound or um, it's really interesting, actually, because I was not really aware of DJ culture or like mm. this whole culture of uh, techno scene and techno community. I was it was because of a friend that I met at this time, and they were super into clubbing and techno music. And he asked me if I want to come to a festival with them. And I said, like, okay, who's playing? And he showed me the lineup that is now, like, if I look at this lineup now, I know every single name because it's just, like, the stars of the techno world. But I looked at it and I was like, I know nobody. That was, like, three, four years ago. And then um, he was like, okay, we need to fix this. You You need to be educated in this. If you want to come to this festival, you cannot come and know nobody. So he actually sent me one DJ every day with a short introduction and the, about their musical that style. That is so nice. Yeah, he was really like pushing me and mm. educating me, which I'm really grateful for. And I saw how interesting it was for me. And um, I also had then my first clubbing experience in Berlin. And I was just looking at the DJ and I was like, what the fuck is going on? How is she doing this? And I was just looking at the mix and like, what the fuck is going on? So much, yeah. so many buttons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm a really curious person, so I wanted to find out how to do it. And he also, my best friend also taught me how to DJ. And during that process where he educated me about all of this, and when I started mixing by myself, I found people who inspired me to do things. It was not like one big um, how to say it, one big idol or something like this. Mm. But just like listening to other people's mixes, I found out what I like, what I don't like. And then it also helped me to find my own style. Yeah, I mean, this is super interesting because it feels like you have such a fun selection. Like it feels like you're really, you've been listening to a lot of yeah, Thanks. I'm constantly listening to music. Mm. And I'm also this person that's not afraid to pull out the shazam on the dance floor. Why should you be ashamed? <laughs> People shame you for this sometimes. Oh, really? They're like, don't uh, steal the track IDs or something. Like this. I mean, for me, it's not stealing. It's a bit getting inspired. And it doesn't mean like if, a, for example, if a DJ creates like a magical moment with this track at this at the club I will not use this track because it was for this moment but maybe it can inspire me to find other tracks by these artists or from the same EP or something like this 100% it's bullshit that you can create the same vibe as another artist with the same yeah yeah. that would be stealing you know or a bit like it's not possible like you have your energy yeah also true I mean if you would if you would take the whole set list and play it (laughs) 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 I mean but come on it's just like two tracks that are next to each other will 
if they if there's one truck before that truck that is different, yeah, the whole energy yeah. is changing. That's true, right? You could put it in a different context. Mm. The track when you put it in your set. But people, yeah, I mean, it's such a competitive scene, so I understand also that people get stressed. Yeah, but it's unfortunate. Yeah, I mean, it's always nice to get inspired by other people. It's just like sometimes it's also important to give credits. Mm. And um, it's also, I'm also not ashamed to go to other people and say, wow, you were really inspiring to me or something like this. Because I think it's super important in our community to um, support each other. And also if you feel like, okay... um, Maybe I make myself smaller by coming to other artists and telling them that I enjoy their sets or something like this. Um, yeah, for me, that's bullshit because supporting each other is always nice. And also telling people that they're an inspiration for you. I feel really honored when somebody's telling this to me and I don't think like, oh my God, they're a fan. No, like no, <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, the best people are, to me, at least, the people who are, like, enjoying life and are not so, yeah, you know, so... Overthinking uh, all the time how they appear to other people. Ah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that stresses me a lot, <laughs> actually. You can notice it very quickly yeah. when you talk to a person, actually. Yeah. But then you moved from Hamburg to Berlin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Directly. How come? Why, why Berlin? Um, so I was living in Hamburg for four years until my studies and we had to do an internship for six months and I actually never wanted to move to Berlin. I was visiting the, um, the city sometimes with my best friend when we had to go to exhibitions from our university or something like this. And I remember when we walked over Breslau Allee or Landsberg Allee or something like this and we looked around and like, oh my God, it's so ugly. <laughs> We could never. Have like, you been to Sweden? <laughs> no, not yet. <laughs> and I was to working. us, it's beautiful. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Um, we were walking and we were joking. We were saying like, um, one day the city is going to get one of us. And it's going to be you, she said. And <laughs> it me. And I was like, okay, I'm not prepared for this. <laughs> I don't know why I had such a strong, like, I didn't feel connected at all to the city. It was for me just too big and not beautiful enough as the city image. And then I had to apply for an internship and I wanted to stay in Hamburg because I was already far away from home and I want to have like this full experience for the whole uh, four years that I'm going to be there. But nobody took me. So I started to apply to Berlin and there I found an internship. Oh, hey, okay. And I was like, okay, you were right. I got, it got me. <laughs> She was psychic. But after I moved um, there and found like this short-term rental thing, after two weeks, I was like, actually, I like it here. Yeah, already. Did you have friends living here? No, not at all. I came here completely by myself and I moved into this really rancid shared flat. It was actually horrible, but it has a super nice. Um, balcony and I was sitting and watching the people on the street and after a while I found really nice friends and this was really important for me because in Hamburg I had a really hard time connecting with people oh yeah yeah I think it's it's known that like up north in Germany people are a bit more closed or up north generally (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> but yeah, closed, yeah no southern people i mean all the time you hear about people who are like yeah. going south and they're like wow i mm -hmm. had so much fun <laughs> people are so nice they're so nice yeah, yeah i'm from the south of germany so i'm used to have like small talk with people and i'm used to like being friendly with people if you work with them and it's not like in hamburg the people are not friendly for me it was just hard to build real friendships there mm. and also with the people I um, knew from my jobs or something like this so I came to Berlin and I was like wow people are actually wanting to be friends with me I started to doubt myself and I was like maybe I'm just uh, like not likable or something like this so I moved to Berlin and I was like okay I'm gonna stay here do people actually like me <laughs> yeah obviously it wasn't a fit there yeah but like yeah. what makes you want to stay in berlin today um this is a big point mm. um that it's easier to connect with people here i think it's because there's a lot of people moving here from their actual homes and everybody has a bit of more need to connect and to form like friendship groups mm. and um yeah just I think it's also because you feel a bit more, um, how to say it, an anonym in the yeah, city. Anonymous, yeah, anonymous, yeah. Um, Definitely. You have You're like not... this urge to be more, um, to be seen a bit by people that are close to you and really feel heard by them. And this is also why I really like club culture here, which also makes me stay here. Because... Um, It's so lovely to me to see how people are engaging with each other at the club. And I think it's really unique because with my job now, I travel a lot and I see a lot of clubs, obviously. And I like to observe a bit the people and how they're um, interacting with each other. In Berlin, it's really nice for me because they are so open with each other to people and even if they're like okay just party friends or whatever it's also good to have party friends so good so, i mean it's such a it can also be such a close relationship yeah. but just completely different right yeah, yeah and just in a different context mm. because it's also super important to feel safe with the people you're going out with yeah and if you have this then um you can really um i don't know have a strong bond with each other In, as long as you're aware that they're just party friends for, or just party friends, for example, you can also like build this relationship in this way mm. and say like, okay, we have these moments at the club mm. and maybe outside we are also maybe completely different people mm -hmm. or living our life completely differently. But do you feel like, so you're like, since your career is pretty fresh, but do you feel that uh, connections has also somewhat evolved you? Like, is it, important to have to create connections to evolve in the scene you think mm, i'm not sure because um for me if i talk about myself i don't know how it is for other people but for me it's more important to connect with the people who actually listen to my music and support my me as a dj and to have a nice connection with them i would Because for me, I am a bit bad at small talk. And mm -hmm. if you are meeting like people who work in the same industry, who are like bookers or promoters, 
I always get a bit shy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because I know that you will only meet them for a couple of hours, maybe. And if you don't have like this connection that is, feels a bit more friendly and casual right away, I start to become a bit more uh, introverted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I know, like, okay, we only have like one hour together. What should we talk about? Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You get stressed yeah, also. Yeah. Like, now I need to do an impression. Or yeah, yeah. And I, how should I come off? I always want to, for me, it's. The main thing what is important for me when connecting with other people from the industry is just treating them how you want to be treated as. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Well, like mm. being professional, being friendly, being nice with each other, because in the end, um, they're the ones who make your job work. They're the mm. ones who queue and who give you the shows. So, of course, you want to be in a good connection, but I'm not sure if it can really help you to um, evolve your career because mm. in the end, what I said in the beginning, it's more important that you have a good connection to the people who like your music or yeah. your mix, your mixing, because that's the people who come to the club. Exactly. <laughs> that's your crowd. Yeah. But did you have any, uh, like, obviously, if we speak about highlights, mm -hmm. your hair set completely blew up. Yeah. What was that for you? <laughs> it was really crazy, actually. I was not waiting for a result like this. I was, um, because, you know, before this stream, I had not that much attention. I was, if we're speaking about Instagram followers or something like this, I had maybe like 1,000 Instagram followers. I was like playing more local gigs, more in Berlin for smaller collectives, which I also really enjoyed. Um, and then this hair set came and it was such a really strange point in my life also was a bit I just I started to study again because I was not happy in the job that I was working at I was working at a magazine I was feeling like I was stagnating a bit I didn't really move forward and I was not feeling passionate about it anymore so I wanted to start studying again but I also didn't like the studying mm. so I quit and I was without job I was living off my savings and wow. I had like this, her stream was the one thing that I had like in my calendar. <laughs> it was the thing. Yeah. So I had like one month to prepare myself like really intensively for it. You can hear that. <laughs> well fucking done putting your energy you. there. And it was something that I really looked forward to. And I know that I knew that it can help me a lot if I work really hard for it. And, but I was not waiting for this result. 
but um, I think it had like 100,000 views after one week and I was just sitting there and I was like, okay, so what to do now? <laughs> and I had like so many messages, people were following me on all platforms, agency were calling to me, sending me emails and also apart from not having a job and not... Um, going to this university at, anymore my old agency just kicked me out so i was without agency as well it perfect like turning point their loss i mean they <laughs> watched watch her now what a mistake what movie is that big mistake pretty woman big mistake big mistake for real no and then i was like intensively preparing for it and had this nice result had all of these opportunities, like so many doors were opened for me at this moment, and it was really. When was it out? Hmm? When was it out? When was it released? The hair set. I played it at um, beginning of March. March, yeah. Yeah. Mm. So it's like half a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. And um, now it opened so many doors for me, and I was a bit overwhelmed by this. Actually, I felt a bit stressed mm, no <laughs> like I was really um happy about it of course but um it also made me feel like I had a lot of people watching now what's going to be my next step Move, and how yeah. I turn this attention into something like um that's gonna stay a bit longer not like because it was important for me not only have this one uh big stream from getting a lot of attention it was important for me to actually use it for my future which, um, yeah, worked out really well, actually. Now with the agency that I'm in, I'm really happy. And with the gigs that I'm playing now because of this, I don't think it's only because of the stream. It was just like this door opener because... Um, well, you've done a lot of work coming to this point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not that... Yeah, it was not luck. No, <laughs> of course not. It never is. I don't. I don't believe really in that. Or if it would have been, people would have noticed it. So yeah. Or you know, like I mean, it actually having yeah. luck with algorithm is also a big part of it because like the YouTube yes. thing is also working. But if the algorithm is working, but the music is shit, then you also will not have a nice result. For That's me. what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, and it was nice for me to confirm for myself that what I'm doing is good, which is also really important for mm. me. And um, I learned a lot from it, actually. I was uh, also learned that you don't need to read every comment. <laughs> yeah, I hear that. I stopped reading my YouTube comments. <laughs> yeah, better, better. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, there's so many good ones. You can read those. Yeah, uh, but... The human brain really likes to focus on the negative comments more than the positive ones. Who like who who does? Me. Ah, uh, you do. <laughs> My brain. brain. Uh, yeah, brain. I think that's common too. Or at least like <laughs> taking it more not taking yeah. it more seriously, but putting more attention to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, mo some of the comments made made me laugh really mm. because they were just like worded so funnily. Um, but yeah, sometimes it's just a bit, you know. Um, Especially comments on the body and comments on outer oh, uh, appearance is always a bit... Completely woman hate. Yeah. yeah. Fuck. <laughs> so but sorry. yeah, I learned mm. from it and I think it's good if you have at the beginning of um, your um, job or your career, 
you have this right away that you already know how to deal with things mm. like this. It's also a nice learning. Some people need more years to do it. And I had it not right from the beginning. I was doing DJing a few years prior. But um, yeah, I felt like it was a good... Hmm. I'm really happy and I'm really grateful for it. Yeah. Should be. <laughs> Really, it's amazing. We have now come to the part of the podcast where if you are or want to become a Patreon and support the work that we do, as well as get more juicy material, go to patreon.com slash playful magazine. In this extra material, we speak to Superglass about her view on setting goals and attaining them, as well as her view on the techno scene, discussing the way producers stand in the shadow of DJs and how that affects the scene, and much more. Go to patreon.com slash playful magazine. So like all these, uh, this awareness or these insecurities that suddenly you're so aware of that people point in, have you been dealing with them also in other situations or afterwards? Yeah, definitely. I am um, always super nervous before shows, to be honest. I When I played my first show, I think never would, nothing will ever top this. <laughs> I was like so... I was, my hands were shaking so much that my friend had to come on stage and help me put my hands Oh no, and you're clumsy too, fuck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a combination of both. It got better um, now, but I still feel really nervous. And this nervousness just comes from insecurity. Mm. And it's uh, not insecurity that was giving to me from the outside, but just like from the inside and just like imagining every scenario that could happen and not um yeah just like these outers um just like this self-doubt like are people going to like it if this and this dj is playing before me will people still stay for my set are they waiting for something else and it never happened to me that i have played like a bad gig but inside of me there was always like um self-doubt so Mm. um but i hear these exact thoughts from DJs who have been in the scene for like yeah five ten years yeah I really also, I, um, I I don't think it's yeah I also looked for having this conversation with people who work a bit longer in um, this industry and they told me like it will get better but it will never fully disappear and you just need to learn how to handle it and I think it has a lot of it a lot to do with stepping out of your comfort zone, but also stepping out of your comfort zone makes you realize you're growing and you're enhancing your skills. Because if you have like certain um, shows with certain number of people in the crowd, you feel like, okay, check, I did it and I survived and <laughs> I did a good job. Mm. But if your career is evolving, you have bigger and bigger shows. And for me, it came super early. I didn't have like a lot of time to... Um, create this self-confidence to really know okay if this and this technical error will happen then I know how to react on this so all the time before sets I go through my head like what if this happened I need to do this what Mm. if like uh, my headphones don't work or whatever like what if there's an emergency loop or something like this and it's just like staying calm and um, learning how to trust your skills when I'm preparing a set, I always, and I just accepted this from me, I always have like this breakdown point where I'm just like emotionally completely done. I prepare something, I'm like, 
I hate this. This will be so bad. People will hate this music. And also, I think my friends can confirm this. Sometimes I was practicing and I just like turned off all the equipment, sat on the floor and I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I want. I don't want this job anymore. I don't want to be a DJ anymore. I want a normal job where I don't need to be on stage. Where I don't need to show anything to anyone. I just like, I don't want to do it anymore. Mm. And um, yeah, stressful. After this, I realized I need to have this point to create something where I feel so out of touch with um, expectations from myself mm. and other people that I can really create something nice. Mm. Because if this insecurities come from all the sides where you, where you make yourself feel like people have expectations from you, crowd has expectations from you, um, And if you let loose from that after having like this breakdown moment, also in other situations in life, not only when preparing music or playing sets, I think you can create something really nice that comes really from your heart and not from your head. Mm, yeah. Stuff like this I needed to learn pretty fast, but I'm at this point now and I'm really happy about it because then you, I think this is really what self-confidence is about. Not being super cool all the time, but how learning how to deal with your own emotions mm. and also just accepting that you feel frustrated sometimes. Yeah, 100%. Also not feeling That's just happy like, all the time. No, yeah. it's with any job or any... It's the, yeah. But did you feel welcome from the beginning? Like, did you feel that the scene were... The scene has been welcoming yeah. to you all the yeah. time? Yeah. Yeah. I actually never had a bad experience when playing somewhere or... If, um, Internet, different thing, but um, in real life, I never had a bad experience and I got a lot of nice feedbacks also from other DJs right from the beginning. Nice. Yeah, that was really nice because I was, I always had this image that there was like more gatekeeping happening maybe, yeah. but for me, this was never the case and I felt super supported all the time, also from other people, also from promoters and people who do events. I felt really welcomed and that's also why I enjoyed to do it. Um, yeah and that's also important about having the connection with people from the scene mm. also being grateful for what you have and even if you don't have the best slot in the night or if you were you make it the best yeah slot. for real yeah just enjoy it I mean also not every party can be mind-blowing no that's for sure yeah there's so many parts in the world and um I think it's just important to know your worth yeah. as in your skills and who you are as a person and to not let you bring down from stuff like this. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, are you stressed about the traveling or the, you know, the work-life <laughs> balance that you're facing now? Or does it feel fine? Do you think that... Um, sometimes it stresses me a bit mm. because I cannot sleep in hotel beds. Oh, shit. <laughs> it can be like the most comfortable bed ever. And some of them are amazing if you lay for 30 minutes. But after a while, I'm like, uh, I cannot, I always had problem with falling asleep, to be honest. But, um, staying in hotel beds, oh my God. If I could like bring my bed from home yeah. with me, I would. But I don't it. think it's only the bed; it's also the whole the atmosphere, the pillow, it's the room, yeah, it's the, the comfies. Yes, the smell, and, huge. Yeah, yeah. And I, I had to get used to it 
because I went from playing gigs in Berlin right after this hair stream, I went to like sometimes playing three shows in different countries in one weekend. And it's really a big lifestyle change. Mm. Not only the traveling, but also the um, preparing for traveling, coming home after traveling, mm. how you spend your free time and all of this stuff. Huge lifestyle change. And then when you travel, you're just like in this mode of... Um, okay, I'm so out of touch with my life that I have at home and it's so different and you meet so many people, it's so many impressions at the same time. You're playing a gig, you're coming home, showering maybe for 30 minutes, going back to the airport and stuff like this. And um, it's for me, it's just super important that I see this as my work and... Um, I am also accepting when I cannot really have the best time yeah. while I'm in my workplace, <laughs> yeah. which is the traveling, obviously. Everything else is super nice and I really enjoy it. Um, but also if I cannot sleep, if I have maybe eight hours, hours of sleep for three days, I just need to accept it. And then when I'm home um, for the work-life balance, it's really important for me to take time for myself and reflect on what's what happened and um also spend time with people who are not working in the scene or not part of the techno scene because if you only spend time with people you start to get into this work talk immediately mm. and then your whole life is evolving no. about this um about this suddenly topic. your world is this small yes exactly <laughs> yeah no and that's why it's really important for me to spend time with friends know about their life speak about their problems speak about their things and um also accepting that i like to spend time at home i like to be cozy <laughs> at home even if it's a sunny day outside and i don't feel it's okay like yeah, yeah, yeah. communicating with other people and socializing I also made sure with all of my friends that they're not pissed on me when I say, like, I cannot talk to yeah, anybody today no. because I'm thing, so tired of traveling. No, I feel I feel yeah. that. Also, you need, like, people in your life who accept you for yeah. your... Okay, I have a little thing now. Yeah. It's called, <laughs> if you watch Playful Podcast, <laughs> you know it. It's this or that. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to say two statements mm -hmm. or two words, and yeah. you let me know which one fits in on you the most. Okay, exciting. Uh, anime or horror? Horror. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I just started... My boyfriend introduced me into Saw. <gasps> <laughs> oh, my God, I'm obsessed. And I hate it at the same time. Yeah, I, always, I was always too scared to watch oh, it. Oh, they're but so good. I realized how good a good horror movie can be. <laughs> I hate jump scares. And this movie doesn't have any I like horror movies without jump scares and a good story and jump scares are the worst yeah that's not fun no yeah. <laughs> I feel you but okay I would have assumed the first <laughs> well, this is why I love know. this game <laughs> uh, ramen or fries mm, fries yeah, yeah it's really hard I'm vegetarian it's really hard to find a good vegetarian ramen I think it, the really ramen you think uh, lives from the meat flavor. Ah, yeah. 
Yeah, it often tastes better, maybe. And fries, I love the fries that you do at home in the oven. Really? <laughs> yeah. You are so I'm weird. Sick, I'm the sick person. I eat the, um, when I put fries in the oven, I keep some frozen at the side and eat the frozen fries. <laughs> Who are you? All right. So fun. I wonder what this means. <laughs> All right. Rooftop bar or smoky knipe? In summer, uh, rooftop bar is nice. I like to feel posh sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> One best friend or ten semi-good ones? Mm. Hmm. No, one best friend. Mm, I could. Yeah. I would also assume. <laughs> Cigarettes or weed? Um, I don't like the feeling of weed anymore. <laughs> so I would choose cigarettes. Weed makes me feel a bit... I need to be on my own when I smoke. Mm. I, I'm being like really antisocial and I don't like, I would like to have this feeling of being in a gro uh, group and smoking together. I'm always a bit jealous when people can do it. When I do it, I'm like, oh my God, did I think or say that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Overthinking. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, front row or behind the booth? Like behind, behind the booth the is DJ. like being a booth bitch. Like, yeah, you don't have to be a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you can put If I'm behind the booth. I'm a bitch. <laughs> okay. Yeah, let's do. But I would be front row. Front row. Yeah, All for right. sure. I like to see what's going on. Sometimes I'm looking like you know, in backhand there's like a bit of a window. Where you can see the hands of the DJ. Ah, uh, yeah. And sometimes I'm like... Because <laughs> <laughs> you're pretty tall too, so you are yeah, like... Yeah. <laughs> everyone sees what you're doing with your phone, just sounding in. <laughs> I love that. Can't wait to see it. <laughs> okay. Uh, open for all or strict door policy? Mm. Good question. I would say open for all because um, when people go to techno, if you're speaking about techno clubs, yeah, yeah. if people come there, they need to be interested in it. Mm. They, if you don't assume that there's many assholes in the crowd or the people who want to go, I think open for all is nice because I'm a bit sick of this super strict or policy, to be honest. Sometimes you go to parties and think like, why is everybody so pretty? <laughs> ruins the vibe a bit no because you're staying there like I want to be the pretty one I bet you're always the pretty one I mean you're delusional but when so many people are so pretty at the party it feels a bit I, fake you know I never thought that <laughs> I don't know I think I'm too much in my own brain street job policy um, referring to parties where you feel they only let beautiful people inside. It's not reality. No. I haven't seen those clubs. <laughs> yeah, or I haven't been to them, I, I think. Or <laughs> if I've been there, I've been so occupied by other shit that I didn't think about it. Yeah, maybe. Sometimes you don't have... Because I'm observing all the time. I am not observing. Yeah. I'm like, no. I'm, I know everything going on in the club. No, always. sometimes people are standing... Like, I don't have... I tried my eyes. Apparently, they're fine. Yeah. But sometimes people stand really close to me and I'm like... You're looking through them? Oh, hello! 
hates you as the person I meet once a week, you know? I just don't see very well, I think. Or like, I do, but That's I don't... That's cute, though. It's also a bit... Too much impressions for me. Yeah, sometimes it's a bit hectic. It's a bit hectic, yeah. But, no, with a strict door policy, come on. If somebody's weird, kick them out. But, um... For example, in Georgia, if you go partying there, I don't think they have a really strict door policy. And the party is amazing there. Mm, the people right. really rave and it's more really about the music and the vibe. And the clubs are so dark, it doesn't matter which outfit you're in because you can't see shit. And there, the, I really like the atmosphere there. That's why I would say strict door. No, all before all. Yeah, all before all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, very good commercial for Georgia. Yeah, everybody go. Everybody go. So tick this all the time. That's all I hear. Yeah. All righty. Spirituality or atheism? Spirituality. Yeah? You're a little yeah. woo-woo? Um, I li- I'm not really educated in it, but I would say I identify myself more with um, spirituality than atheism. I wouldn't say I'm a big religion person. That is something else for me. But having a bit of like... Um, speaking about star signs and energies and I like when people introduce it to me as a conversation topic ah it's such a conversation topic right? but it's also also such a girl thing right yeah I a heard thing. exactly <laughs> no I heard I, there was this um, thing I read last week that was like uh, it, it was that um, Joe Rogan's podcast was like oh. the biggest turn off ever <laughs> yeah. for women. Yeah. However, the biggest turn off for men was people who are interested in star signs. Lame. Lame. <laughs> they can go Take hang out with Joe Rogan. Yeah, I with Joe Rogan. Stay away from me. <laughs> I love talking about star signs. I think it's a really good conversation starter. If you sit somewhere... What, what's your sign? I'm a Sagittarius. <gasps> yeah! What date? I love Sagittarius. 18th of December. 18th of December. I'm 3rd November. I'm like, you're really? You're early Sagittarius? I'm late Sagittarius. And my accident is Leo. So I'm double bitch. <laughs> I think I'm Taurus. I'm like two Saggy and one Taurus. I don't know but which one I'm two fire signs, no? Yeah, and I'm, I'm Sajin too, even. So I'm like, really, I always read them and I'm like, ah, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> I, feel I so... think sometimes you like to just believe what you read, but I can accept this. <laughs> For me, it's fully okay to yes. be fooled sometimes by this. Sometimes when you go somewhere at, de- at the dentist and there's like this magazine laying around for, I don't know, 50 plus women, women. And then you're like going to the star sign section and the person like writing something about you will have an amazing day. I'm, I'm like, oh, yeah, I love this it. This is so me. I'm having the best time at the dentist. Huge things are waiting for me. To do. <laughs> On my walk so home weird. from here, I'm going to like <laughs> nail it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Introvert or extrovert? Oh, I'm an extrovert. Or yeah. do you mean like extrovert? What is this choose option? And, well, I, I think, when, uh, to me, introvert is more so that you're getting energy from being by yourself. Mm-hmm. And extrovert is more so... By groups, right? You get... Yeah, you need, like, to see people to feel, to be energized. Kind of. Yeah. Sometimes it really charges up my batteries in groups. If it's a nice conversation and we're hanging out with each other and we're having a nice time, 
But with strangers in groups, not so much. Mm. They're more introverted, actually. Enough. Amazing. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much for this lovely talk with you. It was so yeah, much fun. It was nice to talk to you. Thank you. This was it for Playful Podcast this week. But please follow, subscribe and listen to our next episode. And if you want to have a say about future artists or even ask your own question to one of our guests, follow us on Instagram and make sure to add your question when we lift our coming guests. Thank you so much for joining and see you next week. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, People that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.